Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G.I. G.G.S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop in me. I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to the first Rodri Gigs on Football of the season, season two, if you like, of Rodri Gigs on Football. But unfortunately, Rodri Gigs is poorly. Uh, so Robert Boyle has stepped in, legendary top tier patron, to uh, to fill a gap for Rodri. Obviously, the football season started, so we had to uh, had to dive in, as it were. So uh, we're back. We're live on Patreon for members only. Uh, for the first time as well, which is one of the changes we've been talking about. The audio version will be free to everyone on uh, on Spotify and Apple and all those places, uh, in the usual places. But uh, if you want to watch live, you have to sign up to patreon.com slash acepodcastnation. It costs you the price of a pint per month, per month, and you get numerous exclusive shows, well, you get all the, like, the Roger Gig show, you get the Danny Batten Fight Show live, you get all the live streams, but you also get the Boot and the Limp, which is uh, our adult comedy series where myself and stand-up comedy legend, Mr. Barry Phillips, uh, shoot the breeze about numerous things from the world of news and entertainment, and we just generally have a laugh and try and take our minds off real life for uh, 59 minutes and then there's also shows with Reese we've got serial killer files and stuff like that it's coming back incredible amount of content for not very much uh that's three pounds or depending on what tier you are on you get more rewards um keeps the channel going keeps us going enables us to to keep growing and uh, of course things like hiring 
each city media studio for me to to do the my story series take that on to the next level we've had some incredible guests on that including uh Cardiff legend mark hudson which is going to be out soon uh i got a welsh champion boxer in tomorrow as uh, as, as we record this uh that's tomorrow morning really looking forward to that former world champion uh so good one. so yeah you get a lot for not very much uh so your three pound goes a long way so uh, please do spread the word and all that good stuff but uh, on with the show, on with the football. We uh, move. Football season is back. Robert, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, Good. It's been a weird, weird 24 hours, mate. Obviously, as you know, yes. I wasn't. I was. Um, I was apprehensive about telling people about the changes to the channel and that because you don't know how people are going to take it. So you're trying to sort of put some certain things behind the paywall. But I said all along that anything was free would still be available free. And that's why the audio versions are still, you know, they're there. If people can't or don't want to sign up to the Patreon, that's fine. But I needed to change things up a bit because, so, you know, i got to pay my bills. i got to, and I want to take the channel on to the next level. And uh, to do that, we had to change some things up. There we go. The championship is back, mate. Championship is back with a with a vengeance. Um, just an overall thing. Um, did you miss the championship while it was away? Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I, I, well, I definitely missed it, but it doesn't seem like how long ago it finished, though. Like, it doesn't does it? No. But do you know why I think that is? Um, it's because we had the Wales playoffs and everything. Like yeah. after the season, and um, you know, like years ago, like when we was uh, young men. Well, I was a young man. Like um, international football was always like a, it was like a, just a bother. It was like you didn't want it. It was just it got in the way. It interrupted the season, mm. especially with all the friendlies. I know they've tried to change that up with the Nations League, but it's still the same. But like for Welsh fans particularly, but I would imagine for England fans as well over the last couple of years because obviously they've been a lot more consistent and successful at major tournaments, is suddenly people are more interested in the international football side of things, I think, than they have been probably in, in years gone by. So it's I, I almost look forward to the Wales games more than I look forward to, to some league games in some way. Certainly the way Cardiff's been pre-Steve Morrison, I was definitely more interested in the Welsh team oh, than I was right, Cardiff. Like, Oh god, yeah, that I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're bang on there. I think that's been a nice little um, bridge, isn't it, between um, the uh, the end of the season to the start of the new season is the, the um, Welsh international, especially obviously with the success from the the Welsh international break in fairness as well. It probably would have been a different story if yeah. uh, we hadn't beaten Ukraine, but um, but yeah, it's. Um, Oh, Christ, it's less to have the, um, the championship back, though, mate, isn't it? Oh, yes. So, we started off on Friday. Um, Vincent Company made his uh, debut as a championship manager. Um, I'm fascinated by this. I really am, because I think uh, I've heard that he's a very good coach and um, like people within football expect him to do well. But the championship is so different to the to the Premier League, to the Champions League, and he hasn't got that experience at that level, really. So I wondered how he would cope with that, who he'd bring in. 
and he's brought in Craig Bellamy, which I yeah. think is such a great um, one. I'm, you know, I just chuffed to see him back in football because he obviously had a few issues and left Belgium where he was with Vincent Company. Um, personal issues, which he, you know, maybe he needed to get home and be closer to family. Well, I don't know, but, but like, <clears throat> ultimately, I was happy to see Craig Bellamy back in there, and I think he's the sort of person that Vincent Company needed to bring in, and. Um, I thought they looked pretty good. They had a good result. Interesting. But before we just kind of talk a bit about some of the results and the games, um, who's in the championship? Like, who's transferred sort of sign-ins and that have caught your eye? Who do you think's made intelligent sign-ins? It's difficult, isn't it? Because I... I suppose about sign-ins, but... I tell you who my outsiders for promotion are. I reckon QPR this year. Interesting, because they've been very up and down, haven't they, for the last couple of seasons? And um, they've always they always have like um, a nucleus of good young players in there, mm. and then it just depends on who they sort of bring in with a bit more experience. And they've been very up and down, like I say. Um, oh, on the tra- on the transfer window thing, by the way, Nottingham Forest are kind of turning into Wales FC at the moment, which is I think I it's great. I do, and I think they're going to actually do really well in the in the Premier League this year. Oh, um, because did, did you did you see though? Because um, that Dean Anderson was out, isn't he? He's been signed oh, as fast as number one. So he got injured, and Wayne Hennessy was going to be their number two. But they brought in today, um, what's his name? Sam Johnston, is it from West Brom? All right, yeah. So, one of them is going to have to go. Well, one so, of them is no, going to play, is it? That, no, they're basically, they brought in three new keepers now this summer. So, um, well, that's three, says three to me good is, keepers, by the way. They yeah, are. But, but what that says to me is, mate, is they don't trust Big Wayne as number one. They'll that's bring weird Sam, to me, that is. Sam Johnson will be replacement for Dean Anderson when he's injured, and Big Wayne will pro- might end up being number three when Dean Anderson comes back. So strange that is to me because when you look at the performances that Wayne Hennessy's put in since, I right, don't so get like, it. In, like you look, Danny Ward was outstanding in the in the Euros, right? For Wales, as Wales is number one, outstanding, and they brought Hennessy back in because Ward got injured. And Wayne Hennessy was a massive part about why, how Wales got over the line to get through to the to the World Cup. And any football club watching that, I just can't imagine looking at those, those performances, his experience and everything. You know, he's a he's an experienced Premier League keeper, Championship keeper as well. I can't imagine anyone looking at that and thinking he's not good enough to be number one at a lower Premier League club. Yeah. So that's weird to me. Then you bring in Dean Anderson on loan. And I know like Dean Anderson is very highly rated. I thought his comments oh. regarding United were absolutely laughable, mate. Pathetic, really. Because yeah. like what he failed or what he left out, he criticised United saying he was promised to be number one. Well, number first and foremost, any football club, which no one's going to guarantee you number one's like Especially you're gonna, you're going to be first choice, first choice all season because you don't know what's going to happen. They could have an absolute nightmare, blah blah blah. But he got COVID, 
Um, and because he had COVID, David Hayer came back in, and David Hayer came back in, and he was on fire. So it's like, what did Dean Anderson expect? Yeah, oh, mate, he just sounded just like an arrogant little something or other. For and then, and also, mate, he signed a new six-year deal with United. So what's he like? What's he moaning about? Like it's it's pathetic, mate. But anyway, I do think that's a bit weird. I wonder if maybe if there's like a recall clause in Henderson's contract, United could recall him at any point, and then maybe they needed that third keeper. I don't know. But Forrest, I think, have made some great signings. Oh, mate, um, that's, they're going to be my new favorite team in the Prem. Like, well, yeah, they got so many Welsh players, haven't they? But like, it's it's it, I think it's interesting because. Um, it's just what they're going to do with it. Um, if they can get all those players playing together, and, and like you say, there's a big Welsh nucleus there now, like they could be very, very good in the Premier League. But like on the Championship, um, I think this my outsider. See, my outsider, I look at it and I think, right. So, for instance, I every year I say Stoke are going to do something because they've got such too good a squad to continually fail. But, unfortunately, every year they make me look stupid because they just don't. But this year they've got rid of all those kind of core experienced players who we've been saying for years, seasons gone by, like, oh, yeah, they're too good to be in the championship. They've got rid of them. They got rid of even Joe Allen in that, who's, you know, a, a very experienced footballer. Um, and they've signed quite a lot of young players. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they go. I don't think that they'll be you know, right up there. I think Millwall will have another good season. Um, you know, I'd expect Hull and, and that. Blackburn, I think, have got a squad capable of being maybe surprising a few. Um, they've made some decent signings as well from abroad. Uh, sorry, is that yes. Barrett and Diaz left? Blackburn yet? Uh, I don't think he has, is he? I don't think he has. No. Well, I no. don't think he's, don't know, he's gonna go. Um, could be a good shout. Sunderland, back back to back promotions. Yeah, I wouldn't be unheard of. Um, quick question, mate. What's your yeah. view on the ban? Premier League clubs have asked clubs to ban to vote on a voluntary ban of gambling Betting. sponsorship on. Uh, Shirts. Do you think that's something that should be done, or do you think they should just leave it? Uh, like what they've done in the past is you can't. The children's shirts will have like a charity or something different on it. They won't have the gambling things. Do you think? Obviously, we. I've had Keith on um, a couple of times, both to talk to me about his addiction and gambling and stuff, and also we had him on the Andy Campbell show as well. Oh. Um, a phenomenal human being, like. I Brilliant. can't speak highly enough of him. Real he is one of my favourites you ever had, by the way. Keep yeah, he's a really, really good guest. And like, um, as someone who's like, I had a few issues with gambling myself. I've been offered a couple of, um, you know, gambling, uh, like sponsorship type things, and I've turned them down because I just don't think it's appropriate for what I talk about for me then to be going. Bet use this code and bet. Thirty quid, or you know, all the shit that they give you. But well, like, where do you stand on it, mate? Do you think that they should be allowed to sponsor football clubs or not? I think 
you've it's a tricky one for me mate because this is speaking from someone who's um sky bet other betting channels are available by the way whoever is listening mm-hmm. um my bets are usually mate i put a fiver in a in a, in a allocated betting company's account mm-hmm. and um i will literally put maybe like a 50p Zakas on or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not a big gambler, like a big money gambler. I don't go fluttering hundreds of pounds or whatever or whatever. Thank God. Um, it's easy to, it's easy to fall into it though, mate, right? Oh, absolutely. To, to have your £5 limit and then you lose that £5 and think, oh, I'll just put another fiver in because I'll just do a you know, a football hacker or whatever. And then absolutely. suddenly you've already doubled what in your head was like your limit. And my my thing snowballs. is absolutely, and I have look. I have got a very um, addictive personality, anyway. Like gamble is not particularly one, but like I have is a bit of a challenge for myself. So, like for example, I know I'm not really answering your question right now, so apologies. But like, so for example, like I'll put like a pound, fifty pound, five T mark or whatever, or a few of them over the few weeks. Mm. I'll lose because I'm awful and. I'll end up with like 30, 20 p in, my, in the the account. So I do then, it was a bit of fun more so for myself then. Yeah. I'll like do 10 pence hackers on like a uh, five team, five fold or whatever to try and boost my num- mon- uh, money back up. Do you know what I mean? To yeah, try yeah, and to make it cashable. But Very you know, rare mate, it happens, right? but it's, I, I, I'm doing it for enjoyable sense. So, yeah. From someone who's, my point being is, from someone who's not really got a, a betting, I'm not a betting enthusiast, I don't see a problem. However, if you've got um, a love for, for, not necessarily a love, but um, a tag for gambling and things like that, then I think, Jesus Christ, then I think it's a different story. So I think that I'm probably not in a position to comment whether you should have it or not, because I think it's only suitable for somebody to comment who has got a, uh, an addiction, gambling addiction or and as such background to actually have uh, an input on whether that should be on it. Do, do you know what I mean? I it's do, yeah. Like... It's, it's difficult, mate, isn't it? So, I do think you got to let adults make adult decisions at the end of the day. So, like... Like, where do you draw the line in, in terms of, like, you got to let people make their decision and blah, blah, blah. But, of course, there's vulnerable people who will struggle with it. And, you know, that's unfortunate. And I count myself in that, by the way, that someone who isn't necessarily able to get, you know, control it and, and be stay on top of it. So I tend to stay away from it, generally. Yeah, but I, I also wonder... Right. Is there a conflict of interest? Right. So let's just say, for instance, Skybet, right? They sponsor the championship, don't they, and stuff like that. So right, there's no real conflict of interest there, I don't think. Um, but then what about, say, I, I'm trying to think of one, Bet365, just whoever, right? But they say they sponsor West Ham, just whoever. Say they sponsor West Ham and like 
is there a conflict of interest there? Like, because they're going to want what they, if you sponsor someone, you want that team to win because you just do because you get more money if they're doing well. So, like, when you do the odds and things like this, how can you not take that into account? It's, it's I don't know, it's, it's a weird one, mate, to me. I just think it may be at best if we don't allow teams to be sponsored by gambling. However, if you're going to tell football clubs they can't be sponsored by a gambling firm, which obviously helps keep them running day to day, especially off the back of COVID and stuff. How can you then have Skybet as the main sponsors of the league? Exactly. You can't have, you can't have it both ways. That's just Sky in this purest form, isn't it? But like my po- the 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 main I was listening to on the radio earlier. The main reason they wanted to cut it is because of the deaths with with gambling, and which is horrendous. Yeah. But then. How many companies? Sorry, companies. Apologies. Um, how many clubs are sponsored by um, alcohol? Uh, so the fizzy uh, uh, drink companies like Seven Up, Coca Cola. How many yeah. companies are sponsored by um, fast food places? And uh, granted, maybe Heineken. Not. I think Heineken yeah. sponsors some clubs. Stuff exactly. like that. So what is the difference? Like that for me, that's obesity like, is the biggest thing in. The Euro in Europe or in the UK or something. Exactly. Like, so if you're going to stop that, then you have to stop the the and, food um, element of things. You you have to stop the drink, whether it be in uh, fizzy drinks, alcoholic drinks. All of that has to stop. Then you you can't just because you you you, you can't just say right gambling no go right fair enough and this you know. It is what it is with it. But you, you, you can't just do one without the other then. They all go hand in hand. Surely to God. I'm not being stupid. Surely they all go hand in hand. Yeah, they all have their impacts. But then it goes back to what I said right at the start, mate, which was or when we started talking about this, is <clears throat> at some point you've got to just allow people to make their decisions and trust them to be adults. That's part of being an adult is like making decisions and i get it look i you know if i had carried on i would have lost everything like i mm. i get it i get why people don't like it but like you can't pick and choose what you're letting people like it's got to be you can't have one rule for one and one rule for the other it's got to be the same all the way through i think exactly. the best way to do it is to allow the sponsors, you know, allow it for for the, you know, the adult jerseys. I thought that I've always thought that's a pretty good way of doing it. But on the kids' jerseys, you have like so Cardiff have got like T Haven, haven't they? Or they used to, um, mm. and you do it like that, or you leave the kids' jersey. I don't think you want to leave them blank because obviously the kids want the the say. And that's the I say I. Do you know what I I think that's where the problem is basically is that from a football club's point of view. Is kids want the exact tops that the players wear. Yeah. And if you've got uh, the kids, the children's tops wearing, you know, a charity instead of Bet365 or Skybet or, you know, whoever the sponsors are, it's not the same, is it? They see it on TV and they're like, God, oh, dad or mum, why have my oh, really? got the same? So you still have the same questions and you still, <clears throat> you still have the same issue. And if anything, it almost draws more attention to it. Because they ask, why isn't my shirt the same as the one the players wear? And then you've got to explain all of the ins and outs of it anyway. So it's 
I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. Um, I might see if I can get Keith back on and have a little chat about it, actually, because I think that could be quite an interesting yeah, interesting episode. And obviously, Rodri's got his links with Paddy Power as well. So he'll bring like a different side to it as well. So I, uh, yeah, I might have a little debate, a little debate on that at some point. I think that could be quite interesting. I think so, mate. Um, before I forget, before mm-hmm. I come, I read something completely off topic. So apologies, but I read today that the um, what was it the PFA is it? Is it PFA? They're basically arranging for all clubs, for all their players to go on a um, like a, an awareness course, if you like, like a no means no awareness course. Right. Was but. Yep. That's that's a thing. This is so. Again, I think there's two sides to that. Like, my first instinct is fucking hell. Do we need to teach people not to rape, really? (laughs) But, like, that's me. But, but, having spoken to a lot of people who've been involved in football, is especially in this day and age, a lot of these kids, they don't live in the real world from like the age of like 15. They They get given and they never get told no. They have everything done for them. Even the ones who are like maybe not superstars, but are in the academies. They, you know, their parents ferry them everywhere. They take them all around the country to play the games, and they get the best of everything. They got sponsors, and I can see. Whilst it sounds ridiculous to have to, to have no. players go on a course to tell them, I also can see the logic behind it. No. I just oh, don't. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. This is, but this is. I'm not saying it's right, by the way. I'm saying yeah. it's ridiculous. It is ludicrous that you have to <laughs> you train it? people to to not like assault people and and not you know no like it's like a basic thing of humanity which you learn. God knows, like I like I was taught by my parents, and you're talking in like you know the 80s and 90s now. Like as soon as I was like a teenager or whatever. My old man and my mother would would talk to me about like, even if you're like half, you know, you've started. Like, if she says if she changes changes her mind, you stop. Yeah. And I said like I was taught that, you know, pretty early on or whatever. But football is the footballers are it's just a different world, mate. Yeah. And I think it's a world that we probably don't understand fully. And I only no. play I only play devil's advocate with it in terms of like why it's being done Be- having spoken to a few people from within the game and like just listening to uh, what a different world they live in do you know what i mean so like you know um yeah it's weird so i seen craig and mattering and um, they said they had a bit of trouble getting in i'm not sure what happened with that um two let, let us know yeah that's what i meant um so, yeah, let me know if you had any issues getting into the link and stuff. It should just be easy enough to just click it in and, and away we, away you go as normal. But um, let me know if you had any issues and I can double check what the problem was. Um, but no, we've only been going. We've been going about 20 minutes or so. But um, we haven't really talked about a lot of football. We've been talking about gambling uh, on shirts. And we Rob just brought up a thing about the PFA uh, sending players to 
have like courses on um like basically to not rape people which is it's an unreal thing when you think of it but like i played a bit of devil's advocate with rob and i said footballers they get told particularly the top level youngsters they don't get told no for anything from the age of 14 13 15 whatever and because they never get told no they have all sorts of issues um Sorry, mate, my daughter's calling me. No, sorry, mate. Um, I was just updating uh, some of the people who just come in. Craig just said he had oh, a few that's... issues um, getting into the into the link. I'm not sure what that's about. I don't know why that would have been an issue. Um, so, guys, in the chat, like, let us know who uh, who's your outsiders for the for the championship for promotion things like that. But also, I'm quite interested. Who do we think could do quite well in the Premier League this year? Unexpectedly, um, so yeah, I like you look at Man City and Liverpool, they look like they're going to be the strongest. I think Chelsea have made some good signings and they've been linked with a couple of good ones. Oh, oh, um, did you see that? Yeah, oh, and, and, and um, there's um, that Cork, oh, what's his name, Cork, Cork Heller or something like that. But I, I think oh, Raheem Sterling yeah, is three terms, mate. I, th- I think he's uh, the Brian boy, he's agreed terms in the last hour or so. Um, yeah, so I think he's a good million. one as well. And What's I also that? think he's a very good signing, he is. Mm. And I also think that um, I think Raheem Sterling's a cracking signing. And I'm surprised, not surprised the Man City sold him because they've got so much talent and, and players that I just assumed, all right, they, you know, they're going to move players on. But I'm surprised they sold him to a direct rival because, like, over the years, you know, Man United, Arsenal, all those back in the day when they were going toe to toe. With different clubs, they'd never sell to each other, really. Um, yeah, you look at it like Man City have look, uh, sold Jesus. Granted, he were in like a big uh, number nine there. He sold them to Arsenal. And they've sold. And it makes to... Arsenal stronger, doesn't it? And it makes Chelsea yeah. stronger. And Zinchenko, so... who wasn't granted a regular starter for City, they sold him to Arsenal, and obviously, yeah, Sterling's Chelsea. Some... So it's a bit of a it's strange weird one, one though, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird, weird because I think whilst you might not want those players. They definitely strengthen those teams. Um, like Arsenal now look more likely to be, you know, getting up in that top four with those players. Um, I think, um, and I was going to put this to Rodri, people are writing off United um, because they haven't really signed that many. I think Christian Eriksen on free is a no-brainer anyway. But, like, I don't necessarily think They've made great signings, and I think Ronaldo's an issue now. They're going to have to sort. But I think the manager, you can tell straight away, has had an impact on the mentality within the squad. And they've all they got rid of a few players, which I think were a, a problem in the dressing room. It'd be interesting because I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, finish eighth again, or if they actually have a very very good start to the season, very good season overall. Um, I think they're just a few players short. Like, even if, um, you know, even if flipping the likes of Martial and Rashford discover how to play football again, is that enough to catch Liverpool and, and, and Man City? Probably not. But it's probably enough. Like, if you think back to peak Rashford and peak Martial when they were at their absolute best, and then you add in... Uh, Fernandez at his best, and you add in Sancho at his best, a new manager, Ericsson in there as well. 
yeah, that's all right. Like, that's pretty good, you know? But, like, everyone's going on what they were like last year, which was obviously an absolute nightmare. I do think they need, you know, a striker. They need a midfielder, etc. But I think just writing them off mm. as, you know, they're not going to do anything. I think it's stupid because I think the manager is very good. Um, Matt says, I'd like to see Newcastle get right, right back up there. Not sure if they've... Do you know what? I've been very surprised with um, Newcastle's... Uh, like, what the signings they've brought... I've, they've not oh, brought in anywhere near the quality that I thought they would. Because I thought... They're slow and steady, mate. They're not playing FIFA career mode. They're pretty much... They, they're going to slow and steady. I like that, and I respect that a lot. But are they doing it through necessity or choice, if you get me? So, like, mm. you look at... You look at some of the players which Forrest have signed, which so and Craig Craig said he thinks fancies them for top half, maybe even Europe. And I, I kind of lean on that as well. But like so say like Nico Nico Williams, no brainer, could have gone to Newcastle. Um who else has been around and about Zinchenko, surprised they weren't in for, for him. Um it's just a bit interesting. They haven't spent the money. That or it just brought in the players that everyone thought they was going to bring in. You know that might change. There's still the window still open, isn't it? Um, so we. I don't you, you think don't it will, on me. I don't think they'll go. And... Depends who comes available, doesn't it? Do you know who I, I think I... would be a great signing for him? Is Eric Bailly. I think he's quality, quality centre centre back. Right? Oh. He doesn't stay fit. He's better than anything they got. He's the problem for him is staying fit. Because he just doesn't stay fit, and I suppose mate, they don't I'd want to have too Andy many of them. Yeah, the centre back than for you know Eric Bay. Come on now, oh mate. No, Come you're on. wrong. I tell you what, you are wrong there. Eric Bay is a good quality <laughs> centre centre back, um, and actually, if you take out uh, what's this, uh, the French lad, Varane, and Brad. you take out yeah. if you yeah if you take out Varane, um, and you and they were all fit and they were all at the peak of their like. Abilities, I would pick him ahead of all of them except the new central defender they got at United. So, like, I do rate him highly. He's just he can't stay fit. Like, he'll play, he will come on, <clears throat> have a blinder, and then he gets injured for three months. So, I suppose in that respect, he's not a great signing. He's useless then. You look at, um, like Forrest, who they signed, they signed Jesse Lingard, cracking signing, Nico Williams. Like they've signed some incredible players. Like they they might pay for it if they go down. But like I think in Jesse Lingard's case, um, people can correct me if I'm wrong. But like I think if I think he's only signed for a year. So if they go down, they're not stuck with his wage. Um so that's gonna be into I think I I Forest, the one I think could get a Europa League spot. Um, I think, I think that's they a should good have shot. gone for Ramsey instead of Lingard. No, I, here's the thing, right? With Ramsey, mate, um, they still could go for him as well. The thing with Ramsey, he's gone, mate. He's in, he's gone, he's joined um, uh, Nice, I think, in France now. Has he signed that deal? I'm he? sure he has signed. Oh, someone will probably correct me, but I'm sure he's signed for someone in France now. Because do you know with Ramsey, right, mate? Is um, God, they've signed some players. Nice, they signed Casper Schmeichel as well. God, that's two good signings. The problem is with Aaron Ramsey's is the same for anyone, isn't it? Is 
he just can't guarantee he's going to be fit. Yeah. And if he's on big money for a club like Forest, like Jesse Lingard generally hasn't picked up any serious injuries over his career. You know, he might be out for a couple of games here and there, but generally he's fit. Whereas Aaron Ramsey, you could probably guarantee that he's, you know, he's going to be, he's going to miss a big seat, big, big part of the season at some point. You can't tell me though, would you rather have Jesse Lingard for 80% of the season or Aaron Ramsey for 60% of the season? I take, I would take in Forrest's position, I would take Jesse Lingard simply because Forrest's, the most important thing for Forrest is to stay up. And I think having players miss nearly half the season, you just can't have it. If you're asking me if on their day, if they're both 100% fit and I've got to choose between, you know, they're both at the top form and both completely fit, I pick Ramsey every time. Ramsey is much better footballer for me. But if you're asking who's going to do a better job over a season at the moment, I'm probably going to go with Jesse Lingard purely because he's most likely to play the most games. And obviously they play slightly different positions. Um, yeah, fair. All right. Nice, nice. Some intelligent signings. Casper Schmeichel as well. That's a couple of really good signings. Then you know yeah. what I mean. So with Nice, with Casper going, uh, uh, Nice mind though. That means Danny Ward got chance at number one at Leicester now. But yeah, well, it depends who like they it. bring in because I'm sure they'll bring in a keeper. I'm, I'm sure they were linked with uh, Burnt Leno, the the Arsenal keeper. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they were linked with him. Whether he's that's been done or not, I don't it's know. such a shame that. Forest uh, have signed like two those three keepers like because he should have stayed at Burnley mate like Tommy and went to Newcastle well, he's going to be Tommy great but... United didn't he uh, not Tommy and sorry I do apologise sorry uh, Nick, Nick Pope. Pope sorry yes Nick Pope he went yeah, he should have to... stayed at Burnley mate you're right and Wayne Ness he were a big Wayne would be number one in the championship for him and he would have a good strong season there I think but you know, we re- I respect the fact he's probably chasing the, the quid as well at the same time. And he in fairness, yeah, I mean, so. at the end of the day, he's coming to the end of his career. He's probably a decent contract, but I think maybe he wouldn't have signed if he'd known they were going to bring in, you know, uh, Dean Anderson and uh, Sam Johnston. Would he have I, still signed for him? You don't know. I think, do he, I think he would have signed knowing the, the one of one them was, but maybe yeah. two of them. Nah, it's a bit much, isn't it? That's um, that's that's turned down for number number two, basically. You I mean my free third choice now, mate? He'd be third choice. He'd well, be a Carabao Cup keeper now. Well, the thing is, the, the third choice keeper doesn't play, does he, at all? Because the second choice keeper plays the cup, and the first choice keeper plays in the league, unless there's an injury. Ultimately, well, Dean Anderson's out for a few weeks. Dean Anderson's out for a few weeks. In fairness, so I so, think he's out I mean, for a good couple of months. Hennessy's just got to hope he can impress in training and get that number one spot at the start of the season. Isn't it? Like that's what you've got to be aiming for. Whoever's going to be the number one at the start of the season, you've just got to hope that you can, you know, play well enough to keep it when Dean Anderson comes back. It's difficult though, mate. Unfortunately, um, I feel for him. Um, let's talk I a think... bit about the championship, mate. Go on, yeah, go, go on. on. Go on. Um, I just wanted to talk a bit about the championship. We'll start with. Um, with our team, your team, whatever, Cardiff City uh, made a lot of signings. 
Um, obviously, we had Mehmet Dalman on last week, which um, had some interesting things. He did kind of indicate that there was a couple of strikers uh, in the, you know, in the in the, in the process of hopefully being done. They've signed um, that Spurs striker Atete on a three-year deal um, for an undisclosed fee. So we actually spent some money as well. Um, he's a big boy. He's six foot four. He's the fourteenth signing of the season. Um, he scored nine goals last year in thirty-six appearances in league and cup for Northampton and Cheltenham on loan. Uh, he's only twenty. Like he is highly rated. Do you think they still need to bring in another striker as well? Yeah, for me. Um... So quickly, let me follow up that with another question. Right? We brought in him. He's a big boy. So they obviously look at physical strikers to hold the ball up and play the way they want to play. Would you take Andy Carroll on a pay-as-you-play alongside this young lad who signed for three years? Will I take who? Andy Carroll, who was linked. No, weeks back. No, me neither. No, I just interested. This boy if, uh, people sounds would. like a younger version of of him in fairness. Like oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm showing disrespect because I've not seen the boy, but based on his size and stature and things like that, he sounds too much of the same person. So no, um, Jesus, it's it's a tough one, mate. Because like no, all due respect to the lad, like unless. People in the chat know more than us, which maybe some do, but I don't know a hell of a lot about him. I don't think he he was prolific in his long spells, but again, he's only 20 years of age. But again, in the nine shirt, that's a bloody big nod. That's a big mm-hmm. nod that what he's going to be doing this season, isn't it? It's who you, you play alongside as well. Like, you know, with no disrespect, but Northampton and Cheltenham wouldn't have had, you know, exceptional players around them. So, but it, you know, kind of forgot uh, loads of young, hungry footballers in that squad now. But they have got a bit of experience there. Um, where? How do you feel about after the first game? How did you think they played? But also, how do you feel about the season? I think, as a lot of people probably say, it was the best time ever to play Norwich. You know, they'd just been relegated. Oh, I think that was the best time you could possibly play one of those sort of teams. Um, and I was away, unfortunately, at the times so I didn't get to see the game. But from what I have seen of it, um, they were classmates. Oh, um, although I listened to it on radio and fairness, but they sounded um, brilliant. I got so much love for Wintle and Sawyers in midfield. I think, mate, they're a partnership made in heaven, them two are. Um, wasn't it weird to give Joe Rawls the captaincy and then? him not start. I thought that was really strange. Like, I do think Joe Rawls is the choice for captaincy, but if you knew that, you know, he's that'll, not your first choice midfield, then... That'll be the free, mate. I'm t- that will be the free. It'll be Wintel, Rawls and Sawyers. That'll be the free in centre mid, I think, as time goes on. Um, as much as the other lad um, played well, I um, think... We know Mohorota. Yeah. I think I think the three will be Rawls, Wintle, and Sawyer's in midfield. Mate, Sawyer's and uh, Sawyer's class. Like I, I, even without his goal, like I watched a few of the three season friendly games, and mate, it's a reason why he played like the highest level in in uh, the Premiership and things like that. West Brom and that he is quality player. 
He's such a good player. He's the one who was proper got me excited over the, over the summer. Is is signing him? I think he's wicked. Such a good lad. Um. So Craig has just said in the chat, season opener wasn't bad. We need to sort out the goal threat. Um, playing better football. The new striker may not have done well at League One and Two, but perhaps not. Perhaps not the best delivery. He did score a lot for the under twenty threes. So. Yeah, we're, when he's got better players alongside him in Tottenham's under-23s, he's scored some goals. Um, it's interesting to me because I look at the the Cardiff side, which started, and there's a lot of new names in there, you know? it's um, So it was always going to be difficult, I feel, for them to be able to cohesively just start the season on fire because there's just so many different new players. Like, it's just too mm. many. Not too... I, I'm sure if Steve Morrison could have He'd have loved to have just brought in three or four, but he needed loads. Um, I thought the keeper was very good. Uh, also, up, I thought yeah. he um, made a couple of really good saves. I thought Mark Harris did all right when he came on as well. Um, I'm not always his biggest fan. I'm not completely convinced by him at this level at mm. the moment. Like I think he might, he potentially could be at one point. I'm not entirely convinced that he's ready to be a, you know, a championship player now. Um, like you say, Sawyer's was good. I thought Ojo was pretty good. Um, I thought Waters, like Waters up front, like he's all right. I just don't see him scoring, you know, 20, 20 goals. I just don't see it. Um, I think he works hard, but we don't. We don't. We didn't create. You know, loads of chances either. So it's like the boy works hard, and I just think I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced. I, I'm not convinced by him at all. I don't think this is his level. I would love it if I'm proved wrong with that, but I just don't think I people think love he, him because he works hard. Don't they? Everyone loves a trier, like, and I don't mean that in a different. He is way. like. If you bought Roberto Firmino of which <laughs> try everyone, everyone likes the players, yeah. Everyone likes those players who works hard, don't they? Like, a, because yeah. the basic thing you want from your team is to, to work hard. But being honest, I'm not sure if he's you know gonna be the no. one, but I don't think necessarily, I don't think he's, I don't think the Steve Morrison and the club think that either. Um, no, he's, I think he's a top end League One player best for me. Um, mm. I, maybe I'm writing him off too soon. Uh, apologies, ah, yeah. but Craig I, I, just made a great point. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. It's all right, pretty. Just because I was just trying to think of the name of the. So the boy at the back, um, Kipre, Kipre, I think it is. He reminded me of Manga at the back. Yeah, big and strong and fast. And I couldn't think of Manga's name, and I was thinking, who was that? Strike Bruno. Bruno. And then um, Craig's just said there. Like, I thought he was very, very good. Um. In terms of like the next game, I would like to see Rolls in there for probably that Rina Mahoto and then probably, you know, this new boy up front. And then I'd probably keep the rest as they were for, for now. Um, obviously, Perry yes. NG is going to be suspended. Um, bit of a silly one that was, considering he, I don't think he had not long been booked. But, you know, his first game of the season, you're always going to have tackles like that. And obviously, Grant Hanley got sent off not long yeah. later for a similar thing, like because players aren't quite, you know, 
with not with it, but like up to the up to the up to speed. Look, it was the great time to play Norwich, like you said. Um, I love Todd Cantwell, mate. I do. What a player! Um, do you remember? I can't believe he's still in the championship, mate. Honestly. Do you remember a long time ago on a show of yours? I could not tell you which one. I think it was one with AC. Mm. And I said to you, maybe it's a bit of an exaggeration, like this probably way out now. But I said, this is back when Greece was at Villa. I said, yeah, oh, I, think, I think Todd Cantwell is better than Jack Realish. Surprise, no one's taken a punch. This on sounds him, a bit he's stupid. No one's Todd Cantwell's playing in a championship. Yeah, I don't think he should be. Man should City, but. I do, mate. From what I've seen for two of them, or maybe, maybe I'm just called blinkers, I don't know. But I think, Todd I think Grealish is good. Grealish is good. He's he not, is good. I, think I, think he gets... I, I still stick by it. Like, I still think he's... he's Tal Kaimel's class, mate. He's such a good player. I, I find it bizarre <coughs> that no Premier League club has taken a punt on him because I'm sure they'd sell him for like 15, 15, 20 million. You know, they've been relegated twice with him. Like, I'm there surprised must be a reason nobody... Oh, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he loves Norwich. You know, he's. I'm sure he's. But I'm just. It makes me wonder why no one's taken a punt on him. Um, sticking with the championship, obviously, a couple of teams didn't play, like uh, Sunderland, Sheffield United, Coventry, Watford, um, Stoke, bottom of the league, lost, uh, and like, I, I, do I worry for Stoke? I wonder whether they might end up being the the big team which goes down. Yeah, I can. Um, yeah, just they. I, Who I they brought in? A lot of they've brought in a lot of good, like young players, similar to what Cardiff have done, mm. like good young players. And it, you just don't know how that's going to work. The difference I think Cardiff have got is they got a good manager and they got everything's a bit more settled. Like Stoke have changed their manager so many times. You just don't know what's going on. Another one is Reading. I worry for them. The way they finished last year, I just worry how they'll go from, you know, like they've signed Junior Hoyler on a new contract, haven't they? And I know Paul Ince came in and kept him up, didn't he, basically? Um, but, like, they've got... Um, so, like, for instance now, Reading have got um, that Hendrick from... Newcastle, I think, Johnny Hendrick. They've signed Hoyler on a new contract. They've got Shane Long. Um, so they've signed like a lot of experience. And I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm their ones I'm finding it difficult to, to read. But they were they had a terrible season until Paul Ince came in. Um yeah, I think they're going, mate. I, I would put their money on as one of my three to go down. What's Matt saying there's no two. Uh, Craig, Craig. Oh, that was for Andy Carroll. Oh, right. Okay. I do think we need a kind of need another striker, mate. I I do agree with that, but I just think <clears throat> if they're going to get another striker, they should probably get someone. Like I seen a link with Lewis Grabham. Like I don't know if he'd be that my choice. Be, I don't. No, but he he's not. I understand, mate. <clears throat> He's he's scored at championship level though, haven't he? Like he's always kind of come up with goals I... at championship level. Who was the boy who was on the bench for Forest? Uh for not not uh Norwich on the weekend. I've forgotten his name, I'm gonna find out. Oh, they, they had a, yeah. 
like there's I, again wouldn't be my choice, but like Hugo Graben, um, those kind of players who experience the championship level level, I feel like they need someone like that to go alongside your Waters and your and this young lad who's come in. I don't what think about, they need want to sign another young striker. What about Dwight Gale? Did he leave after? Because he is cracking in a championship, Dwight Gale. I don't think we'd pay his wages, mate. Yeah, he'd be big boy wages, I suppose, wouldn't he? But he's like a, he's just one of those boys, like uh, just literally just a championship player. Like he's quite yeah, championship, but he's can't, just couldn't score a in the Premiership. Like, well, you look at what what's his face does um, for Fulham, Mitrovic. Yeah, but he scores. Just bangs him in at the championship level and then goes up to the Premier League and barely gets a kick and then comes goes back a thousand down. goals a season in the championship, like and yeah. then scores nothing in 20 in yeah. the Prem every time. Um, so yeah, that Cardiff was uh, obviously good. Millwall, mate, I say that I said earlier that I think they're a good outside outside shout to um, I know they lost in the Carabao Cup, but you know, Carabao Cup don't mean nothing, so um, but like. They had a good season last year, and I've, they're so difficult to um, to beat at home. Like it's such a difficult place to go. Um, and this was one of the questions, or one of the things which I was asking Mehmet Dalman about last week with Cardiff is Cardiff have got to make their home games almost so teams are coming away. If they get a point, they are thrilled. You've yeah. got to make your home games like a fortress. The, the year we won the championship, Marky Mackay just grounded out 1-0, 2-1 constantly all season. It was dreadful to watch, but it was also exciting to watch because you were like, every game just felt like another step towards it. Something which me, Mark Hudson goes into in great detail actually in the show, which I did with him, was that feeling of every victory felt just like a next step towards winning the league. But it was... It was just like when you look back on it, the, the football was painful. It was. Um, what did you think of Romeo? Romeo Dunn playing a fullback signed from Millwall. Oh, he looks a good player, mate. He does look a good player. He's pretty experienced, mate. He's twenty six. Like he's, um, you know, he's he's not a youngster, is he? You know, no, nah, he's. Um... He looks a good player. Andy, um, oh, Jesus Christ, his name's eluded me now. The young boy um, they brought in as right back as well. Campbell, is it? Oh, balls. I can't think of his name. There's too many names to bloody remember. Oh, it's uh, Craig, correct me in the chat now. Matt, what's his name? The young right back. I'm sure he's just on loan. He looked bloody good as well. Yeah, he played in the the pre season. And. Oh my God! What is his name? I'm sure it's something Campbell. I can't think where his name is, but no, he's um he was like a, a bit like um like the lad we had on loan last season, um get up and down and stuff like that on, yeah. on the ride. Uh, so you had Collins, uh, Romeo, Kiprian, Angie was the defence which started. And you had so Collins was left, on the left back. Collins on the left back. 
right guys you've got any questions then ask him ask away um a kind of championship heavy kind of heavy show this week because it's the championship starting um and it's probably a good one for Rodri to be ill for in fairness because he's been Sorry, more, more into his premier league and and he likes the championship and and whatnot but the He's a bit more knowledgeable when it comes to the Premier League and the the championship uh, than than the championship. But we like to talk about everything. Um, what I would like to hear from you guys is who do you think will be a good? Who do you think is going to go up from a championship? Who do you think is going to go down from a championship? Who do you think is going to go in the top four for the, or top six Premier League? Who do you think is going to get relegated? Let us know uh, your predictions for the season. And of course, uh, make sure you do your super six with Will um, and all that stuff. And um, yeah, got any questions now for me and Rob? Get them in before we sort of look to, to wrap it up, as it were. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have, I think I will contact Keith Gillespie and I see if he's up for coming on with me and Rodders and um, having a chat about the old, the, the gambling uh, on the shirts because I think. Keith obviously can look at it from his point of view. He's um, had problems with gambling, addiction. And then obviously, like, Rodri's uh, affiliated with Paddy Power. We can get, like, a bit of a conversation going. I'm so sorry, Sai. Sorry, mate. All got kids, mate. Know what it's like. Um. So just ask the, the, the people in the chat to give some predictions. Who do, who do you think? So we'll go Premier League first, mate. Who do you think? What's the top six going to be in the Premier League? So you've got your Champions League spots and then two Europa League spots. Okay, I will go Man City first. Yeah. Liverpool second. Spurs third. Arsenal fourth. Chelsea fifth. United sixth. So let me tell you why you're wrong. There's no, <laughs> there's no way the Tottenham. I there's no way Arsenal finish ahead, ahead of Chelsea. I don't think Tottenham will finish ahead of Chelsea, but I know people really would like Conte, so I understand the logic of it. Jamil Jamil Campbell, uh, Craig says, nice one, Craig. Thanks, mate. Um, I think Man City will win the league. I think Chelsea finish second. Liverpool third. I think. Man United fourth, maybe. Nah. Depend depending on if they sign a striker. Um, I think fifth will be Spurs, and then sixth will be a combination. Sixth, seventh, eighth will be a combination of Newcastle, West Ham, and Nottingham Forest. Hang on. Would, would you say third? Uh, Chelsea. And no. What do I say? Uh, Man City, Chelsea. Liverpool third, Man United fourth, and then uh, Spurs oh, fifth. Jesus. Spurs fifth, and then seventh, sixth, seventh, and eighth will be a combination of. Can Forest, I tell you why West you're Dan. wrong? Crack on, mate. You're you're talking with your head, not your heart, mate. At this point, because I know how much you despise Liverpool for starters, and you. I just think forced... Chelsea have made some good signings, mate. Nah. A very, very, very good manager. Nope. Put money on it. No, I don't gamble, mate. But I tell you, <laughs> look, if you look at, um, let me look at 
see if I can bring up Chelsea's. No, I, I, to be fair though, but I think no, you know, the one thing side. Chelsea need, mate, is a out and out goal scorer who's going to score a shitload of strike yeah. like goals. So you're telling me that Chelsea team will score more than Liverpool? They might not score more than them, mate, but I think they'll get more points than them over the season. Because the problem with Liverpool, and I think they'll discover it, they discovered it a little bit last year, and I think Man City discovered it a little bit this year. Obviously, Man United had that problem over the years when they were at the top. Um, is when you play a certain way, teams will just come to stop you playing that way. They will stop you. So, so like Liverpool only play one way, and teams will start to find a way to just not necessarily win the game, but stop them playing. And I'm not sure that they've they got an unbelievable squad that's full of incredible players, but they're all quite similar. So I'm not convinced they've got another way of playing if teams do stop them. And I think the Premier League gets stronger every year. And if you look at like the the teams in and around the middle of the table, they're going to be harder to beat than ever. Like you look at Forest, for instance, we've already talked about the quality they've signed. They're a team who've come up from a championship. So you imagine how difficult they're going to be to, to beat. They're going to be bang up for teams like Liverpool and Man City and all the rest of it. I just think, I'm not saying that Chelsea are going to win the league. I just think they've made some good signings. They just lack a strike. They need a striker. Someone who's going to score those tap-ins, basically. Or Bamian. That could be the one, mate. Could be a good shout, mate. Um, but Raheem Sterling's a great signing. The boy from He Brighton's is a fantastic signing, that is, by the way. That is a phenomenal signing. I can't talk and about don't that. don't forget, they signed Koulibaly as well as a centre-back. Yeah. Which I think is an unbelievable signing. Can I just um, interrupt you for two seconds, sorry? Of course you can, mate. Um, I know we're running short of time, but did you see about Napoli's owner who said that they will no longer sign any players affiliated with, with the African Cup of Nations? So if, you, if you're an African player and you want to go and play in the African Cup of Nations, you know welcome in Napoli. So is that because they lose them for... Yeah. The middle because, of the season, yeah. Because, and I suppose uh, if, if they if those teams have qualified for the World Cup as well, those countries have qualified for the World Cup. They're going to lose them this year for the World Cup. I know the season like, will stop. I though. know the season stops, but like they still, you know, the training stops, everything stops, and and then next year, then of course you've got the African Cup of Nations. I it's difficult, isn't it? Because <laughs> What you're effectively saying is you won't play. Yeah. But but it's not. It's it is. And that's the, it's a problem, and it is no matter where you like get, you can I understand the logic behind it, but it is what it is. You can't do that. It's against employment law, I'm pretty sure, as well. It's it's a funny one because I get what he's I get what he's getting at because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to sign a fantastic player and have to lose him for two or three months in a vital part of the season. So I get it. But I suppose it's one of those things where you, you shouldn't just 
freaking say it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, how um, I don't know. how often does the African Cup of Nations every two years? Is it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's not as if it's every year, is it? So that's another thing to it, isn't it? It's not like... every two years, like you know, it's every other year, isn't it? Um, it's every two years, is it? Yeah, I think so. So who's going down in the Premier League, mate? Uh, Fulham, bottom, Bournemouth, and Southampton. I'm going to go Fulham. I'm going to go Brighton. And I'm going to go mm. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Ooh, I said left field. <laughs> you make a note of these, by the way. No, but it's ah. recorded. It's recorded, isn't it? So, yeah, like. We'll come back well, to it in but six months. The reason time. I say Wolves, mate, is because Neves is going to go probably to United, I actually think, because I think De Jong, I think, is going to go to Chelsea. Um, and I think United will then go and sign Neves from Wolves. And they'd be quite clever to do this, by the way. Go and sign Neves from Wolves. And what's the boy from Leicester? Um, Madison. Uh, no, no, no. The uh, the Belgian boy. Oh, what's his name? Tillman. Oh, Tillmans. <clears throat> If I was United, I would. I wouldn't pay seventy-five million for De Jong. I would nah, go and pay. I'd go pay thirty-five million each for Tillmans and Neves. Do you know why? One, I think they are both. Tillmans would can do exactly the same job as De Jong, as good, and Neves does this side of physical side of the central midfield which they need as well, but it also weakens two teams. Who've done quite well in your league? Not saying they're rivals, but Wolves and Leicester have both done quite well in the Premier League over recent years. So you're weakening a right a team within your league, two teams within your league, strengthening your squad for the same price as De Jong. De Jong's just making them look stupid at the moment, mate. Unfortunately, um, if you're a United fan, like I just think, what are they doing? Like um, Craig says, it's not against Italian law, I guess. Um, and is it any different from managers stopping players from internet playing international friendlies? I believe that FIFA have got a rule that says for you know for FIFA recognised tournaments, players have to be released by their clubs unless the player unless the player says I don't want to play. Most players are not going to do that. I think. I'm sure there's some type of rule within FIFA because obviously there's, you know, clubs like, you know, people like Fergie and all the rest of them will have, you know, all sorts of managers will have tried well, Fergie to, and Giggs, you mean? They'd, well, no, they'd have tried to get their players out of the African Cup of Nations. So I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of rule within FIFA which says, you know, it's a FIFA-approved tournament, so players have to be released. It's, like, I think you're right, like, I understand the logic behind not signing players who potentially could play in the African Cup of Nations or who want to. But it's a bit... I don't like it. I don't think in 2022 we should be saying I'm not going to sign players from a certain country because any reason. Surely you just sign them on a season-long loan. You pay a season-long loan fee and you sign up for that year. I don't know. It's, it's it's a ropey way to to kind of go down, isn't it? Um, guys, get your championship predictions in now as well as uh, as your Premier League one. Um, Craig says there is a rule saying you can't stop them, 
and that's why he doesn't want to sign the players in that tournament today. I knew I knew there was there was something within it which meant, you know, basically if the players have got picked and they said they accept the call up, the clubs cannot stop them. Because there was a do if you remember, Eric Bailly was flying out to the African Cup of Nations. I think it was not last year, but the year before. He was flying out in January. He was at the airport and United phoned him and said, we need you for today's game. You can fly out tomorrow. He came back and didn't play. They like they recalled him and I think he missed the first game. But they basically recalled him from the airport. I, I don't know if he didn't play at all, but he didn't start because they said that. And that's naughty, you know. Like at the end terrible. Of the day. Um, but yeah, it, look, that'll rumble on forever. Having international tournaments during the season is always going to cause issues. But why is the British seasons, why are they more important than other seasons? Because other clubs' seasons runs at different times of the years, like in South America and stuff like this. So uh, the only way around it is you, you say, like worldwide FIFA say, all seasons have got to start in whatever, August. They've got to finish by May the next year. And all international tournaments have to be played in the summer months after, you know. Will never happen, mate. I know. Will never happen. Because, tell you why, one, it's not just the British leagues. It's all the top tier leagues. The uh, British league, French league, German, Italian, Spanish, yeah, Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. Portuguese, Scotland. I don't know, kind of Scotland in it. But like all, all the big league, all the Champions League teams, isn't it, basically. And they will never play just all in summer. For example, Exhibit A. Frigging Qatar, the money grabbing turds, who's it's obviously clearly too hot to play this time of year there, and along with other countries, it's too hot to play their tournaments, you know, this time of year as well. Like, so I love the concept of that, and that'd be a phenomenal if that was the case. I would love it if we just like all, all the games, sorry, all season start first of January, for example. Mm. All season start first of January and then just go until just what happened, I mean. Um and like you know, us Brits have got a habit of thinking we're the most important people in the world and we're the only people who like football and we're the only people who you know, like everybody around the world has got their leagues and their teams and they're the most important thing to them. And maybe like you say, they might not be able to play because it's too hot or whatever, whatever it may be. So why should everyone get it? It all comes down to me. Sorry, money. Money. It cost us. This world, money, this world money, cup money, this money. year, mate. This world cup this year is going to ruin football around the world for the next couple of years. Like people forget, these players haven't had a break really since before COVID, other than what, like a couple of weeks this summer. Like most of them were back in pre-season training two weeks after the. Wales qualifiers and a lot of them played in the Nations League so like they had what two weeks break maybe three weeks yeah. and that's all they've had pretty much from the <coughs> no we haven't talked about the women's footy Craig um, unfortunately we've run out of time now but uh. look I'm going to be perfectly honest uh, I didn't watch a lot of the women's football this year the Euros I did watch the final um I thought England were very good. Um, and I will say what I said on yesterday's boot and a limp was 
the standard of women's football has improved massively in the last five years, like hugely. And I'm really happy to see it. I thought the final, I thought the whole Euros tournament, everything I saw from the Euros tournament, the standard was very, very high. It was a real, you know, it was genuinely good to watch. It was quality football, some unbelievable goals. Um, but I still stand by what I said last night, uh, Rob, which was, I said, some of these people who they've had on talk sport and I've seen on social media demanding that the same amount of money is pumped into women's football and the women's fo- top women's footballers are being paid the same amount is just ridiculous. It doesn't make sense because you get paid on inter- like the interest of it and the interest in the men's game compared to the women's game is just astronomical. And if you look at, like, um, there was a girl, I, f- I think it was Alex Russo, maybe. I might be wrong with the name. There was a player who signed for Man United recently, um, like 400 grand or something. And she's one of the, you know, the England's best players. And there's another, and they were, there was going, there's going to be the first million pound player um, signing for a, from one club to another. Look, I'm glad it's moving on, and I think the tournament was enjoyable. But like, you've got to be realistic. The people within women's football, I think, are doing it the right way. They're building it gradually. They've improved the standard. I think the Euros was really well done. The standard of the Euros was good, which was that was important. That you had all the crowds watching these women's games in the Euros. What the last thing you needed was for the standard to be embarrassingly bad from some teams. And because it was good, they were able to then build on that. And and I think that's what they've got to do. they just got to keep building it and building it and building it to whereby, you know, in five years' time, if they improve at the rate they have in the last five years as an overall spectacle game, quality of the football, the outside of it, everything in between, then in five years' time, this conversation will be a lot more interesting in terms of pay and and the money going into the men's game and the women's game because I think it'll be a lot closer because people are getting frustrated with men's football as well so that's going to bring them closer together in my opinion Um, but I just think you're getting ahead of yourself if you start demanding you know millions and millions for women's football now because it's just not quite there yet Um, but it is what it is I'm interested in what other people think about the women's, you know, women's football and and the Euros and everything about it. I just think you've got to do it bit by bit. Don't get too carried away. Do would people be mad or right if like the women's game had like a, a Rowan Abramovich esque like come in and just like spend the millions and buy all the top players or whatever? Do you know what I mean? It would ruin now, it. It would ruin it though, wouldn't it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? It, right? it would literally kill the game in two seconds. Yeah. And one of the reasons I quite enjoy watching the Euros was it was really quite competitive by one game I saw where England won like 8 0. Like the England Germany final was a really good game of football. And um, they, they like on TalkSport, they were talking about the coach of the England team, why, you know, she, she should get a top job in the men's game. And I was like, can you look, look, with all the respect to the world, I'm not saying she shouldn't be able to get a job in the men's game, but saying that she should get a top job in the men's game is ridiculous. Like, 
on well, a, just my, another it's, level of it stupidity. It does my tit in it, does me. I it's can't just really stupid. It. Like, could she get a job in, in football? Yes, she should. I, if she applies for a job in the championship or league one or whatever it may be, yes, great. And then she does well then. Then, yeah, great. Keep going. Great. I would love to see her, you know, yeah. here in the Premier League manager. I'd love to see her. It's not that I don't want to see her. It's that saying it now, just because England won the Euros, is stupid. It's stupid. So you've got to do things gradually. Craig, you just hit the nail on the head, and that was my next point. It needs to start with schools and girls being able to play football and develop their skills to increase the interest and standards. And that's another massive problem in a lot of schools now, even in 2022, in August 2022, in a lot of schools, the girls aren't allowed to play football in PE. So in like high school, a lot of the girls aren't allowed to play football in in high school. So they have to join boys teams and they have to, they, they can't do it in PE. Um, so you want, you can't have it both ways. If you want companies to invest and broadcasters to invest millions to, to, to so the players get paid the same as the men all right great but then the fa and and all the other associations around the world have got to invest the money at grassroots level so that there's a a similar amount of kids who are girls who want to be footballers like use what Reckon eight out of ten boys want to be a professional footballer at some point when they're a kid. Is that fair? Like eighty percent? Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assumption. At some point in their childhood, they want to be professional footballers. Do you think? Do you think eighty percent of girls or women want to be? Absolutely not. So you just—it's not comparable, and that's what annoys me. Is it's not that. I don't want to see that lady. I forget her name. The the lady who coaches England. It's not that I don't want to see her get a job in men's football. I just think it's unrealistic to say, like Craig says there. So she's won three major tournaments. Um, you know, and, and she doesn't need to be an ex men's um coach or anything like that. Like Jose Mourinho wasn't a top player. You know, there's loads of f- football managers who have not necessarily played the game at a high level who were better at managers and but. But demand it's the demand I didn't like. Like these people on talk sports, and I know they say it because they want to get people to call in. But Pick saying like she should get, you know, she should get a top top eight job in the Premier League is like be realistic. Like if she gets it's just virtue signaling, mate. It's fine. I would love to see her get a job in a Championship or League One or League One, say. Do really, really well, like absolutely kill it, and then the championship club go. Do you know what? Get him in. Exactly. Like I got absolutely no frigging problems in the slightest. Of like, if I some a lady was wanting to be Cardiff manager, want to be a Cardiff manager mm. was a lady, brilliant. As long as she's done a frigging job, I couldn't give a crap what gender yeah. they are. It could be man, woman, or bloody beast. As long as they done a good job, I couldn't care less. John man. Parkin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but like Craig says, again, like Craig's made a couple of good points there. He says, like, why would 80% of women or girls want to be professional footballers? Because they'd also have to have part-time jobs when they do it. 
Whereas the, the boys yes. can look at it and think, if I look, if you're a if you're a male footballer and you can make a career as a League One footballer these days, you don't have to have another job. No, because you get paid a good like I think like League One footballers or League Two footballers get League paid. Two, mate, to be honest. Well, mate, League, I think like League bottom of League Two, you would get paid the equivalent of like a really good office job. So why wouldn't you do that for and play mate. football? So I go even one further for me. Some clubs in non-league, like Wrexham players, probably would take more money home than your frigging everyday office job. Yeah, nine to Yeah, possibly, mate. Um, and I think that is a problem. You've got to get the, the, the you've got to get the, you've got to get kids playing first and foremost. We've got to get this thing out of like schools where oh the girls can't do PE. I think it's ridiculous. It's so like stone aged. I can't believe that's even a thing. I can't ridiculous, even understand how it's a um, thing. You need to see. You need to do that. You need to have more clubs, local clubs, for girls to go and play. And like, even like my boys' age, I was at under thirteens, fourteens. There's teams who've got like two or three girls playing because the, those girls got nowhere else to play. Yeah. Um, Same here, my. My, my my club flower, um, upper flower by the way. Nothing. There's there's no um, I'm aware of. There's no um, designated uh, women's team run by us. But we've got girls playing from under sixes up to the under nines and the tens. I want to say we've got uh, obviously, but soon it's gonna be. That's it. That's as far as they can go, unfortunately. Well, so they changed it, didn't they, a couple of years back? So a couple of years back, when they went to high school, girls were no longer allowed to play with boys, mm-hmm. which I thought is so it's, it's horrible. And I get I get the reasons why, because they get to like a teenage year and <laughs> teenage thing, and it can be a bit um, difficult to have mixed changing rooms and stuff like that. I do get that, but. But like, but you're basically saying to girls, if you're not in an academy like Cardiff City or whatever, you've got to stop playing because you've yeah. got nowhere to play. There's not enough girls teams and stuff, and that's where the investment needs to come. But also, like again, Craig says, Welsh League over the years have played like some players four or five hundred quid a week. That's like a ladies' women's international salary for for a long. I know, um, I know that the Welsh FA has done a lot of work over the last couple of years to try and bring those salaries up and create more opportunities for girls but it's got to come from one thing which annoys me so like use man united as a, an example right one of the biggest clubs in the world certainly one of the biggest clubs in the uk right but they've only had a women's team for a couple of years oh. like and and a lot of the women's teams aren't even linked so, like, Andy with Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, ladies, I know he was working on it to try and make it uh, this so there was a direct link. But the women's, you imagine how much the women's game could move forward if if every Premier League, Championship, League One team's yeah. side, they all had a ladies team and the ladies trained and used the same facilities as the men's teams. You imagine the straight away the... Improvement in quality. Why isn't it happening? Exactly. Why uh, isn't it happening? 
Why and is I think it, it comes from the it comes from the FA mix. Um, unfortunately, as usual with everything, whether it's mental health, whether it's women's football, whether it's addiction, whether it's betting company, the FA and the Welsh FA the Irish FA, the Scottish FA, they're always like two, three years behind where they should be in terms of how they view these things. Spoiler um, alert, because they in dinosaurs. Yeah, well, that's it. And like, and that was literally the last point I was going to make, and Craig just said it again. Um, the, they struggled to get grounds to host the Euro matches because clubs didn't want to give up their their grounds with you know for the summer months and that i bet that'd be different now wouldn't it because everyone's going to be all over them now wanting to get out the back of their success and good that's good you know i'm glad that they will get you know the, the those england players will get more money because they you know won the cha- won the tournament great yeah. but on the other side of things where was the support before that why do we have to wait for people to win things before we can support them? Why not support them on their way up? There we go. Um, right, we've gone way over time. Um, Rob, first of all, mate, thank you for stepping in for Rodri at the last uh, not last pleasure, minute. Mate. But, but Always towards, a pleasure, never towards a Towards the last minute. Um, we'll be back next Thursday with Rodders. Hopefully, if he's recovered, um, I wish him well because he was rough. Um Obviously, the Premier League is back next week as well. And, of course, we will um, be... Sure, it was really important. Um, but, um, yeah, I've got my, my story um, is going to be coming back soon. We're just working on a little trailer. So, yeah, it's Craig, it was your fault for making us go over time, bringing up the ladies. Um but hopefully, you know, it'll hopefully we'll uh, get better and move on. Um, one thing I could ask you all, please, is um, when I post the audio links, um, probably in about half hour or so, um, if you could all give them a share on Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, I would really appreciate that. Obviously, it's, um, it's been like a bit of a difference this year and this season now where we're going to do the live shows and they are only available for patrons and, and the audio is free for everyone. I'm going to be trying to do clips every day once everything's back in full motion to try and bring people in to watch the full shows. But if you could share the audio shows, that helps as well. Um, anyway, in the meantime, it's been a pleasure. Take care. Don't forget your Super 6 predictions. I don't even know if I'm signed up. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit Will up with a, the old... DM Will, uh, but you'll sort it out. Yeah. Right, let's go. Take it easy, my friend. Be good. <laughs> Podcast Network.